Welcome to Credibly Curious. I'm Saskia. I'm Nick. And this is our episode, very special episode, very about special. Um, the Us Unconf. Yeah, the OpenSci Oz Unconf. Okay, so we'll first do announcement and then we'll go into the Us Unconf. <laughs> okay. Yes, so we have a hex sticker. Yeah, it will, it has not been posted. Actually, we should post it with the episode. Yeah, we'll Twitter. post over the episode and then you can download it and print it out if you yeah. were a frequent I'll have, listener. I'll have, st- <laughs> I'll have stickers printed. I'll be in the USA from um, January to February. I'll be at the R Studio Conf uh, and also at UC Berkeley. So if you come see me there, you can get a hex sticker. Cool. Yeah. What are you doing there? Uh, I am presenting some work on the past, present and future of missing data at the R Studio Conference. And I'm visiting... Um, also visiting Roger Peng at Johns Hopkins University. Uh, and then I'm going to a workshop on software citation in Santa Barbara. And then I'm spending um, two and a half weeks at UC Berkeley. Oh, I got so much jealousy right it's, here. I'm very, very excited. It's that going to be a really good trip. It's going to be an amazing trip. Hmm. A bit cold, but amazing. Yeah, on the West Coast to be warm, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, grab a sticker from Nick if you see him. Um, Wait, and we have one more announcement before we oh, start. Oh, one more. You've got some exciting oh, news. Oh, I've got some, yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, exciting. For those of you who've seen it on Twitter, I'm moving to Perth. Nick and we will be doing this uh, via Skype or other things, Zoom, who knows. Yeah. Um, it'll be the new, I said we will be the new Hillary and Roger. Yeah. I'm not sure who is Hillary, who is Roger. Well, I feel like the, well, like you're on the West Coast and. I'm yeah, so I guess I am yeah. qualifying for Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, so well, that'll be good. It, it's a similar time difference, I imagine, actually, east to west coast. It's like... It's four hours, it's right? It's four hours? Yeah, yeah right. Oh, anyway, so, um, so much for banter mm. to the serious stuff, or not so serious. We are going to do a bit of a different episode today. There will be loads of little cut-ins mm-hmm. and recordings that I, that I got while we were at the Young Conference. So we yeah. have tons of contributors... And probably tons that won't make it into the episode. So I just want to thank everyone for their amazing participation. Hmm. You did a really great job. You got around to, to interview a lot of people. Yeah, I did. Um, which was probably a bit detrimental to my work ethic. At no, the <laughs> at This is yet another contribution. <laughs> so for all of those, let's start with what is the Unconference? And the wonderful news is that we have the creator of the Oz Unconference with us. This is Nick. And so we can ask him any questions. Yeah. So you can explain what this is first off. It initially started, um, our open side did an event called the R Open Hack in 2014. And then around this time, so this was where they got about 30 people together in the GitHub headquarters in San Francisco and they hacked together on a bunch of different projects. And the idea was uh, to create a space for people to work on projects and ideas for two days to hack on some projects uh, that can be about anything uh, to do with R and have like general discussion as well. And it was really successful. They created a whole bunch of interesting ideas that have like made its way into other parts. So the test dat package was one in particular that has now become the asserter package for oh, asserting. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing yeah, that that so, came out of that. Mm. And there was some mention either in the 2014 event or the 2015 event where they said that they might be doing one in Australia. And so I sent them an email and said, hey, look, I'd love to be involved. Um, and then a year went by and I, I just checked in and they said, oh, like it's, uh, it's like end up being a bit hard as we're out in the country. You know, it's hard to organize uh, like if you're not in the country, um, which makes total sense. 
And I said, oh, like maybe I can help out. And then we end up having um, a Skype chat where it was just like, yeah, maybe you can, if you want, like you can run one. You can take the helm. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) And then you're like quite, uh, so I had a a video chat with uh, with Karthik Ram and Miles McBain. And um, we sort of worked on like, they just said, yeah, like let's do it. And then Karthik walked us through how to run the event. And yeah, it was just amazing actually just to, from the outset, they were very supportive. That's so cool. So the people at Rundis are the mm. open sci. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. So what they mainly are focused on, on making science more open and more accessible to everyone, right? Yeah, that's right. So open science, uh, so open code and better science, I think is the slogan for, uh, for NumFocus. Um, and yeah, so they um, are principally at UC Berkeley. So they um, are a reasonably small team, have a few permanent staff, uh, and uh, and OpenSci was started by Karthik Ram and Carl Botiger and uh, Scott Chamberlain in cool. 2014. Anyway, that's a bit of the history there. And we ran the first Oz Unconf in 2016 in Brisbane. Um, and yeah, we had about 36 or so participants who came along. Um, and then in 2017, we had it here in Melbourne um, and we had about 50 people. And then this year, we had about 40 people as well. Cool. So I was one yeah. of the participants you were. just to like start um, and to say this. And this is what you're going to hear a lot of my perspective and a lot of Nick's perspective. Obviously, we can't talk for everyone, but I hope everyone had a similar-ish sort of experience because I had a really good time. But talking about participants... What type of participants are you guys looking for when mm. you're organizing this and sort of who do you want to take part in mm. ideally? Sure. So what we want is about a third of sort of each kind of group. So you want a third of people who are quite experienced with R and you want a third of what we call, um, I've heard people call experts, which is people who are like not quite like new but not quite an expert, They're sort of in like the intermediary um, and then we just want people who are new to the community as well. Um, and I think that's a, a really important part of the event is to have that dynamic so that it's not only all people who are um, super familiar with R and like the ins and outs, but having that dynamic means that everyone can learn. Um, and I think it also really helps people who are very experienced with R explaining concepts to people who are newer to R because it forces them to think about how... Um, people who would be using R like rather than developing it actually think about things um, and so like everyone gets something out of that um, and generally we also like we also want a very diverse group of people yeah mm. but it also I think creates some sort of fears at the start for some people and we have some like interesting um, takes here from um, Robbie and Danny who talk about what their, their expectations and their sort of fears and hopes are for this I think I am particularly excited about learning new things that I've never learned before. I am quite lazy when I'm working, so I never try to learn new things and stuff. And this is a very, very cool experience to learn something new. And I am worried that I will not be as good as other people, so I might slow down my team at doing things. But I hope that's just in my head. I'm looking forward to seeing how the whole thing works. I've never actually been to anything like an unconference before, so this should be fun. I'm dreading kind of the prospect of not knowing what I'm doing and everyone actually being on top of things and I'm not but should be fun. I'm really kind of looking forward to working on a bunch of interesting projects.
So from the start, it's not all sort of like rosy. There's like a real sense that like, oh, is, is this going to work for me? And mm. you have to like, as a conference organizer, you have to like deal with this. Mm -hmm. So, um, and part of how you did it, I thought it was really interesting, is to have a little workshop at the beginning. Yeah, so that worked out really well because, so we called it the day zero event uh, because it was sort of before day one. And it's a, we train people in how to use how to create an R package and how to put it on GitHub and how that works. And we we structured the teaching in a way that it's not necessarily like here's everything you need to know about how to write an R package, but more so like here is how to do it, here's the general structure, sort of just to convince you that yes, you can actually do this and it is worthwhile to learn and, and also a, a similar idea with GitHub as well. And the cool thing is that like even as like someone who has created an R package, you mm. can still learn some things. Like I have created an R package and I had no idea that nowadays you can do it all in R Studio. You don't have to do all these complicated things that you had to do a couple of years ago still. Yep. And that it's actually just gotten way, way easier. And I think there were several people, several relatively experienced people who mm. had that type of light bulb moment. There's been some really great contributions um, that use this package in particular and also the DevTools package make things a lot easier. But um, I also just want to actually just take this opportunity to talk, uh, to say thank you to Roger Peng who helped initially develop this material as we developed this last year and uh, and also Sarah Swindaker who, um, who helped develop the material for this year's workshop. Um, and who was a great guide, like... As mm. as one of the learners there, like mm. she did an amazing job in just absolutely gently guiding everyone through this process. Yeah, no, she did this great thing where we, I briefly I talked to her beforehand. Like we talked about how do you talk about what an R package does, and and we sort of said, oh, how about the idea of like moving house one item by one item more in a box, and then Cyrus just worked out this really great way to explain that as a story, and it was awesome. Um, one thing I did want to say quickly was that we created the day zero training because we noticed that after the first one that that was something that a lot of people said would be really helpful. Um, so that was sort of um, from the first event, we sort of learned that that would be a good way to sort of get everyone on the same foot. And uh, and it was, yeah, it like wasn't mandatory, but it um, gave people an opportunity, I think, also just to interact with everyone and just sort of like before the event starts. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. And I think it took a lot of those fears away that people might have had um, mm. of like, how do I participate? Am I, am I even capable of participating? Um, which does sort of like the people who participated a second time didn't really have. I'm Adam Grewer. Is that going? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I came to Alzheimer's Uncomfort last year, did not know what to expect. And it was just so great. It was um, so great to just be able to talk about R for two days without having to explain why we're talking about R and just to learn from everybody else. So I was super keen to come again this year and help out. It's been really good helping out today. Um, you always learn something when you try to explain concepts to other people. So once the day zero training is done, mm -hmm. Um, the actual conference actually starts on yep. day one. So how do you actually decide what projects you want to work on mm. and what's that process like and what does go into it before that actually even starts? Sure. So um, the event's called an unconf or the unconference and what that typically means is that the structure of the event is undecided, like it, like it will be decided on the day. 
and we ask people um, ahead of time to work on um, ideas or like to to put ideas out there for like, hey, I would be interested in working on this as a concept. And the way we handle that is we get people to file issues on a GitHub repository. Uh, so Nick Golding said, let's work on a way to improve um, help documentation for uh, for packages where we want to have um, too long didn't read, so TLDR, and it has to be 30 lines of useful documentation, and then people talked about that. So we sort of introduced this as an idea, and then ahead of time, like people can already sort of start um, working on it if they want, or just thinking about it. Uh, and it's also helpful as well, like you don't have to contribute, but it can just be useful to see ahead of time what people are thinking of working on. I sort of mm. certainly found it really useful to have a look at the threats and see what was going on and saw some like interesting possibilities of mm. what I wanted to work on. And it was also really fun to contribute mm. and have like a little discussion. And I learned a lot from it. So that was great. Yeah, I'm glad I uh, like those. And there's some fun ones as well. I think Adam Guru made one. He's like, how do you put emojis into the uh, <laughs> into the title of your issue? And then he like, described <laughs> how to do that. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like a little bit involved, so it was good. Yeah, no, um, there were there were some really good ones. Um, not all of them get worked on at the mm. actual unconference. Mm -hmm. So the way that we got to decide what to work on was that we had all of these issues posted around in a room and then we got to put stickers on the, f the ones that we really like to mm -hmm. work on. Yep. And the ones with the most stickers kind of automatically formed little groups. And that seemed to happen very sort of naturally. There's a lot of work ahead of time making sure that like in, in terms of sending out um, emails and um, just like getting the venue set up and that sort of thing um, and choosing the participants and then for this part um, we borrowed this um, so this is Karthik's suggestion and yeah like you put so everyone gets three stickers and it is kind of surprising like when you just ask people to say like what are the things you're most interested in if you are interested in that project sort of stand nearby and then people just kind of like naturally work into groups and then kind of and then yeah, that's even it. without the stickers right it's kind of weird because you yeah. have those stickers and you actually are supposed to like do something with the stickers yeah. but like that doesn't actually really that's kind of not the process that's kind of like almost the distractor to make you walk around a little yeah actually and, i think that's a really insightful point and then it, you kind of just find people that you want to work with and mm. a topic that you want to work on. But like mm. that, like that putting on the stickers is like is not actual the actual decide. Like it doesn't really help with the deciding process. It's it's forcing you to walk. Yeah, and it's also forcing you like to choose because you get three. It's like choose three things that you're most excited about because you can kind of get like analysis paralysis where you have so many. <laughs> Different and a lot of to, people had analysis paralysis. I mean, me included. Um, there were so many good ideas, you know, and it was really... Um, the other thing that I think really helps is ahead of... Like, as, as early as possible when you start the event, you um, lay out and say, look, this is a really welcoming space um, and we have, like, a really great code of conduct to say, like, here's the behavior that we're expecting, which is, like, welcoming to people of all beliefs and religions and genders and just really setting that tone of this is a fun and welcoming space uh, and an and, and accepting space. But also this applies to the unconf because if you are working on a project and then you find that you don't want to work on it or there's something else that's more exciting, then you can change. And so establishing that early on that there's kind of no expectations for producing something at the end. Um, you could get all the way through to two days and then find someone accurate, a package that does that. Um, and yeah, setting that tone of like, you can move around so that I I feel like 
strangely in doing that, like once you kind of free up people's mental space there, you actually make them like... More productive. More productive, yeah. Yeah, hmm. that certainly I found that. Okay, cool. Okay. Hi, I'm Robbie, and yeah, the conference is going amazing so far. Um, now we're in the process of um, choosing which project we want, to, we want to do and which project we want to take, and people are going around, they're discussing with other people. There are, like, lots of different projects. People, like, are, like, there are people, like, who are definitely, they definitely know what they want to do, people who they don't want to do. Uh, like, we have already seen that there are some projects that can be mixed together and merged together, and people, like, are very keen of doing things together and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's very exciting. So now to, like, the process of creation. So we're going to follow the storyline of the GG Animate team that I was in a little bit here. So the GG Animate team was a team that just got together in order to really look at um, the GG Animate package and develop, like, a, I guess, a tutorial, not really even a tutorial, just, like, kind of like little little uh, markdown pieces about mm -hmm. what GG Animate can do mm -hmm. and what the great possibilities are. Mm. And it was really free and there wasn't really any structure to this. We could just we were just let off our leashes and like told to do whatever we wanted. Yeah. So I in particular took a lot of freedom and just developed like in essentially cat give. But yeah, so that's what I did. But mm -hmm. the other GG Animate explorers, as they called themselves, took a little bit more seriously. We're yeah. going to hear from a couple of them on what they were doing. So hi, I'm Emmy um, again. Uh, so we were doing, um, a, okay, we made a repo, which actually has a way of teaching like how to use a GG Animate. Um, so I had one example with a heart pumping from a person. Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm part of like the GG Animate group. So the part of GG Animate I was exploring was the ease AES function, which pretty much describes how states accelerate from one frame to another pretty much. Um, and you can describe um, if they're gonna go faster or slower um, or the shape they're gonna take. So in this example here, I've created a little picture with some grass and a road and the sky, and the dot here represents the car. And the ease AES I have chosen is bounce in. And so in this case, um, when it goes from one transition state to the other, which is from each end of the picture, it's gonna bounce around before it ends up getting to that state. And then it reverses going in the other direction. So it's probably someone trying to park their car. Working on the learning GG Animate uh, project, so I guess the idea was GG Animate seems like a really fascinating and useful tool, but it's in its early days and there's a lack of information out there on the internet. And I love walkthroughs and tutorials and really appreciate everyone that produces them. So I thought rather than aiming to produce a package over two days at, at OzonConf, it might be good to get a collective mind's trust and really explore this package and we've been having fun just scratching our heads as real learners, figuring out um, the different functions in the package and then write up those, those learnings in our markdown and then we can publish that out there into the, uh, into the internet. I, I, I think it was really a great group because it was sort of every time I got near there, there was always like, it seemed like everyone was having a really fun time and, and also yeah. that there was this, this really good thing happening. There's all these different parts of GG Animate. 
Um, this group was really able to take each of those individual things and then describe them and work on them. And I think it's just such a ideal, it was such a good idea just to get everyone it into was, that space. It was a beautiful idea. And um, like Adam has to be credited for coming up with it mm. um, and then just letting everyone roll with it. I said to the team today, I, I stepped back from it all this morning on the train in and read through them all as if, you know, I've just found this site and it's just amazing with zero planning, um, the voices that come through, that real authentic, I'm a beginner too voice, but I'm going to uh, help you out and... Uh, so, yeah, so you can hear him say that, like, everyone really developed their own voice. Mm, yeah. And I certainly felt this because you can look at, when you look at Danny's amazing um, stuff on GG Animate, where mm -hmm. she's very detailed and very descriptive, and then at mine, there's, like, total, total very different things happening there. Yeah. <laughs> My cat gifts did not have as great of an explanation, <laughs> or Robbie's. We were more, like, creative, whereas these were more... Maybe more usefully exploring things. Robbie's group. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yes, every time like I walk past Robbie's computer, I just laugh because there's always some like variant of an animation on RuPaul's Drag Race in GG Plot, but like <laughs> doing stuff with GG Plot that I didn't think would be possible. If you want to be excited about like drag queens disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> But there were also a lot of like little problems that the team mm. experienced. Sort of doing what it's supposed to. The code runs fine if as long as it's not running on my machine. <laughs> it produces very pretty pictures on Adam's machine. On mine, I get these weird jerky things where the dots are jittering around for no reason and I don't know I think it's something to do with my rendering but everybody has been very lovely and <laughs> the only reason I haven't snapped and smashed my computer is that everybody is really really great and you can also see like interestingly how they came back from these problems and then with the help of the rest of the members of the group and that was something that was going on everywhere not just mm. in the GG animate group and we'll cut into Holly and Nick now mm. Who, where we have a little cute learning moment between two members mm -hmm. of another team. So Can we do explain what my test is doing? No, I can understand what your test is doing. Okay, cool. And I copied your test code from your test into my code. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start off, because there are multiple functions, not functions, there are multiple bits of code in here. Mm. So I thought I'd work through and test each sort of thing that happens. Mm -hmm. So this first bit is we're deparsing the two inputs that we've asked people to put in mm. in their create page and so I should test that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Is that a good idea? That's a good idea. No, that's a good idea. We need that, to do okay. that. So so the deparsing thing is if somebody's um, using this, they and don't have to put the thing in quotes. Um, they can just like write out the name of the function and then we'll turn that into like a string. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's a really central thing in for the us on for unconfs in general is mm. that this is a really, really supportive learning environment. Uncomp hmm. is a really, really good place to learn new stuff and to teach other people the stuff that you know, and it's just really fun. And it's just a really good community of people who are all keen to teach and learn and be friendly to one another. It's fantastic. So somebody once described it 
uh, in fact, Joe Cheng uh, from our studio uh, when I was at the Uncomfort in the US, um, described it as the, the friendliest room in the industry. And he's referring to the computer science uh, software development industry. And yeah, it's amazing what we've got in this community. People just so welcoming and friendly and respectful of one another. And it's just fun. It's really good. Yeah, I think um, something that happens in this sort of space is you get to learn with someone. And so like whether it's um, talking out an idea with someone and saying, look, I'm thinking about this. And then you get to have that nice uh, like space to just discuss one idea. But also the other thing that is really cool is you get to see, um, you see the way the sort of the process someone goes through when they write something. So I think that this is something that's often hidden. Uh, and this can be things like someone making a bunch of typos um, to seeing how, how many times someone gets something wrong before they get it right or how they build up an idea. Because I think sometimes we only sort of see the final thing that's yes. made and you don't see all the, the path along the way. And I think that, that pr like exposing people to that process is so cool because you get to sort of get like a like an insight into how someone thinks. Yes, and I think that was especially useful to some of the members maybe of the Walkability Project who yeah. got to work with um, Thomas Lumley. Yeah. Um, so I think they obviously had a very, very expert R programmer mm. on their team and they obviously had the benefit of like thinking it through with them. So we started off with a project for getting walkability score from a website that computes it. Then we found that there was already a package that did that and we're not actually sure that the terms of the website let us do it anyway. So we decided to try and see what we could do with open data sources. Uh, so now we're working with OpenStreetMap data and trying to find, you specify a location and we find how many potentially interesting things there are near that location that you could walk to and use that to as a sort of walkability score. And then we're also looking at getting population density and maybe bus or train data, um, depending on what we can find. But OpenStreetMap has the advantage you can get it for everywhere in the world. And so basically, we've been deciding, I mean, people volunteered to do various bits of the uh, task. I sort of broke it up into what sorts of things are we going to need, and then people picked things from the list and are working on them. It seems to be making some progress. So, yeah. So, there, so there's lots of learning going on. What's also going on is a lot of learning about just the R environment and how much there is already out there. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a lot of teams that actually discovered while they were looking at their project that it was already there. Yeah. Matthew Johnson. Um, uh, so far, I've gotten out, I've, I've done, we've worked on two projects and one of them's been difficult, but I think we're getting somewhere. And the other one was kind of easy, and then I realized someone had already done it. So <laughs> it was kind of redundant, unfortunately. Um, but it's good being able to interact and to, to do something and get stuck and then go and find someone who knows how to do it. So it's really quick feedback, I guess. It's really nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I think that this is kind of like a normal thing to go through. And I think particularly as time goes on, we're getting more and more R packages that are filling in these kind of gaps. And I think it's um, 
like the number of times I've thought through something and then I'm like thinking I'm going to write something that's going to do this thing and then I find that someone's done exactly what I want. And it's like, okay, that's like, that's great. And I guess it's... um, It's like, it's becoming more of a discover unconference where you like discover the R universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think sure. which is like, which is why I really like the GG Animate project just to mm. bring it back to that is the fact that like the GG Animate project was all about discovery, not about nest like contrib so it's a contribution but in a different way than you mm. like normally would think about it. So not an R package, but just like a discovery contribution where like where you're like an explorer and you say, oh you can all do these things with R that you might have never thought about before. Yeah, I I really like that idea actually. Like uh, it's a really good way to put it that you're an explorer. I haven't actually really thought about it like that before, and uh, and I think it's kind of cool, right? Because you're sort of like oh, like on a bit of a journey, and yeah, and, and you get to sort of find out these new things, and and, and then and tell to, people about yeah. them. Yes, exactly, and which this is, is the important part. Yeah, right? because if you do this by yourself, it's sort of like if you don't tell them about it, then it it almost doesn't happen. Whereas, like, yes, yeah. mm. and so well, you, well, that brings us nicely to like what the end of the conference is, which is. A presentation, so to tell everyone about this, and we're going to listen mm. to Adam's presentation for the GG Animate team, and that actually finishes our GG Animate story. Okay, uh, show our hands. Who here likes gifts? I oh, enjoy the next three minutes, I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hi, I'm Adam. We, uh, I just want to start. Like, what a privilege it was for two days working with the team that I was part of. We decided to do something a bit different and basically become explorers and detectives and pick up a package we knew almost nothing about but still in development and have fun, explore it. There was laughter, there were tears, there was despair, there was cursed, like, no, questioning. What are you trying to think? What are you thinking about, Thomas? Please tell us. <laughs> Thomas, the developer of GG Animate. Anyway. Enough of that, we'll start scrolling through. So what we've done is created basically a repo with some introductory GIFs. <laughs> and these are all made, all made using the GG Animate package. Uh, this is all R code with a bit of RuPaul code as well. I think we really created something of value. It's just a great little reference there. Um, that, you know, there weren't a lot of examples. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. It was just so much fun. Thanks, everyone. So, we have been talking about a lot of, like, stuff of what other people have done, but I do want to give you the chance and tell us about what you did as well. Sure. Um, so, I was... Um I worked on the Oz Baby Names project. So this idea came from, there's the Baby Names package, um, which um, has the names at birth of people in the USA. And um, this is a really neat package because it has, uh, people are very intrinsically motivated to like to look into their name. Like, and it's a really fun data set to explore because you can see how popular, say, your name is over time or compared to other names. And it's just, you can almost like instantly see the value in it. And, but we didn't have one for Australia. And so I, was, uh, I thought, okay, there should be some of that data somewhere. And uh, initially we thought, oh, this would be pretty, you know, 
uh, straightforward. You know, you should be able to have this <laughs> knocked over by lunchtime. Uh, the data will just be sitting there in these tardy tables and we'll just put them and all together. And let's just cut to Rob there. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hyman talking about how easy he was thinking it would be. Yeah. <laughs> well, we picked what we thought was a project that would take about three hours. So we thought we'll knock that one over first and then we can work on something more substantial for the rest of the time. But it took all day and some of the night. Obviously, that was were not the like GG Animate and the Oz Baby Names mm. package were not the only things that were created. Mm. And we're just going to, well, give you a little taste of what's happening mm -hmm. and some more voices of the Oz Unconf that you haven't heard so far. Uh, I'm Elise Gould. Okay, so um, the problem that we've been working on um, is trying to create. Um, a Docker file and a Docker image so that your um, your code and your computing environment is reproducible. Hi, I'm Nick Golding. Um, I'm working on this project over here, TLDR, um, or tilde as I'm calling it. Um, and the basic idea is that it gives you really, really short, quick reference guides to packages in all sorts of different functions. So I'm Emily Cothy, and I'm working with some people looking at how to recode free text gender responses. Hi. This is Sarah Swindecker. Um, so we're sitting here working on a way to automatically create scripts that we can then use to create a binder. There was certainly a lot of productivity happening. So 14 ideas. Uh, oh, actually, I'm just looking at one now. So I also worked on the synonym package um, with um, Mike Cheng. So 15 Cheng. projects. Oh, no, no, so, oh, like this is in, like I, I'm just seeing now on this list that I'm looking oh, at. Oh, 14 projects, yeah. okay. So 14 projects. Um, that was with um, uh, Mike Cheng and Amy Stringer and Laura De Jong, and also Thomas Lumley helped out, um, had some very useful points on how to approach this idea. Uh, and the idea was that we just wanted to make it easy to look up synonyms so they didn't go to the internet. <laughs> so we stayed within our, and yeah, it was actually quite fun. Only, only you could come up with an idea like <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, it, But, it was good. So I think the other point that I really wanted to discuss is what do you think are sort of like the ingredients for successful conference like this where everyone can be so productive? So I think first, it sounds a bit silly, but you need to have a good venue. So like the first thing when you're organizing this is you need to sort out the venue. Once you sort out the venue, then everything else is a lot easier to sort out because they you then know for sure when it's happening and where it's happening and what time and that sort of thing. And we had a great venue. We had a really good venue. So the University of Melbourne provided this really great space in one in the West Art, Arts Arts Building West, I believe. Yeah, very new building with lots of great breakout spaces, um, lots of little nooks and crannies where everyone could go and code. Um, like, yeah, the teams had like little mm. rooms that they could inhabit yep. for a while. So that was actually really fun. Yeah. So that, so having the space is good. Um, the other thing that's like a hidden layer is, uh, and this is all like logistics, was that's part of a lot of what I thought about. But if you, um, Wi Fi, never forget Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very true. Not everyone has Eduron. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't have Wi Fi, it's sort of like not having a bathroom. Like people can only be there for so long before they need to go. Um, and then like, yeah, and it creates, um, yeah, so Wi-Fi, uh, but the other thing is setting up this, uh, the tone, so setting the tone of this is a welcoming space, um, and also saying like we have a code of conduct and, and we take that very seriously, I think is something as well just to 
uh, just to help set that tone of well of like of saying that this is a place where we are going to respect each other and uh, and also accept and welcome everyone, um, and yes. that we have no um, yeah you know like this is a a space for good things. Um, the other thing I think that really helps is having having that diverse mix of people who are at those different skill levels and come from different backgrounds really helps. Um, but also just um, we have about a third to half of the people who have been to the Unconf before. So they sort of help. Um, Set the tone. Yeah. They sort of bring that with them and they can help um, set that as well. Um, yeah. And other than that, it's just kind of amazing. Like when you sort of set these things, when you set that tone at the start, when you bring together these people who are enthusiastic and you bring that enthusiasm, it's just really, uh, it's really great to see like how people respond to that. And it's always surprising to see how, how that kind of takes off. Um, you know, like it really just catches a lot and, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, like I, it's, it's kind of magical. I don't know. It is magical. And I think it's also like things that you maybe don't think about as much mm. help, like the icebreaker that we did at the start to get to know everyone, mm. as well as the fireplace chat, which yeah. has become mm. a bit of a tradition at uh, the Australian Unconference. Yeah. So like a bit of a, ch like a general chat about, so last year we talked about how do you, how do you talk to people about R or how do you convince people to work with R, um, which can be like a very real thing for people who work in isolation. Um, they might be the only person who codes in their building or something like that. Uh, this is one, so Adam had a really great suggestion of um, how do we continue the the unconf, um, like how do you help, um, like because it is such a fun event, how do you help make sure that that fun kind of continues and um, and those collaborations and that sort of, that work. So, yeah, so Adam did a really good job of leading that discussion. And there are some plans. I mean, this is part of mm -hmm. continuing the fun and mm. also sharing it um, with other people around the world. Mm. Yeah. But there are also other activities that we're doing after the conference to keep continuing it. So I think cool. there are some blog posts, right, that yeah. people are writing? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. So there's a blog post coming. Um, so that's going to be... Um, it's there's sort of about a week left in the academic year so it's kind of um it's been so the blog post has been is going to be released at the start of next year uh like january 3rd and then um and then we'll be having some blog posts from people um from a few projects from the unconf as well and um especially for some of the teams mm. um there was also like a lot of outside sort of interest i mean mm. i know i mean having had the pleasure of working on a gg anime team yeah and GG Animate being a hugely popular package at the moment, mm. we got a lot of outside contributions actually. And at this point in time, I would imagine that, like, apart from Adam's and Danny's great contributions, actually mm. the outside contributions that we got after the like project was sort of officially finished are yep. probably actually outweigh sort of what we initially did. Yeah, that was that was really cool to see. And so that group had some really great contributions where people were. Uh, making suggested changes for hey here's a quick change for grammar or here's some spelling mistakes through to like here's a whole set of this full New example things, this yeah. whole thing this whole concept and i think that's just a really it's a really great testament to the the r community um and we also saw it with the oz baby names package where uh, i posted something on twitter and then people said oh i think there's a mistake here and then we're like you're you're absolutely right and it's just really cool to see that happen um i guess uh you know like 
yeah, and like I know people are open to to helping out and um and contributing, and that's uh that's it's that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest takeaways. Bizarrely, is that like this was the first time that I contributed like GitHub issues on packages. Hmm. So I contributed like during my time with GG Animate, I found like two things that didn't quite work for me with GG Animate. Mm-hmm. So I contributed to issues hmm. and have been sort of engaging on them and. Oh, it's like great. a really positive experience that yeah. I would, I don't think, unless I had participated in the R Unconf, I would have never pushed myself to like put myself out there and put those opinions out there because I would mm-hmm. have been way too unsure. But because I had those team members around, mm-hmm. who when I told, oh, this doesn't work, they were just like, oh, contribute, it'll be fine. Yeah. And I think that sort of like feedback was really important to have. Yeah, I think that's, um, it's something that I'd sort of, forget about because i like i i write issues um fairly regularly and, yeah, <laughs> and so it's uh like but the first time i did like i i think it actually it was probably only a couple of years ago that i had submitted my first issue to like something that wasn't my project and it's kind of like it was a, like you know it's yeah like because you haven't you don't done really it before want, like you, yeah you, like don't, you wanna, don't know yeah you don't know what's going to happen no. also you don't really want to you realize like it's a great product i don't mm. want to criticize it it's just this little thing that doesn't work yeah Absolutely. And yeah, and I think that that's oh, like, I'm really glad to hear that you had that experience because I feel like this comes back to uh, to your points, you know, that uh, that everyone is welcome and, and everyone can contribute. I think these are some really good points. Actually, so Shannon Ellis wrote a really good blog post um, called um, Along the Lines of Everyone is Welcome for the, uh, the, the Ozone Conf. And she had this, this funny quote at the start that was like, you're welcome. Like, are you breathing? Are you excited about that? <laughs> like, yes, you're welcome too. Like, you know, just, and I think that's a, that yes. captures sort of the vibe. That's a great finishing point, I think, for this episode. Mm. And also, I just want to quickly put in a soundbite to thank the sponsors for the RPNSI OnConf. Um, so uh, we had sponsorship from RPNSI, from Microsoft Azure, the R Consortium, R Studio, the University of Melbourne, and the Monash Business School. I'd also like to thank Rob Hyman and Di Cook uh, for their help, as well as Matt Ling and Holly Kirk and Nick Golding and Cyrus Winnicott. They were super crucial to making the event happen. Well, I guess happy holiday, happy time off. That's yeah. really the most important part. Um, yeah, I hope everyone gets to take like a day or two off at least and just yes. have some nice break time. Oh, and I just, this might be the last episode we record together in the same room for a little while. Will so. might be, yes, but we will hopefully get together again yeah. next year. And we'll definitely do these remotely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just tune in. There might be a little break just because I'm moving. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, subscribe, listen, tell your friends, rate, review, star. I. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, at Credibly Curious on Twitter. Um, um, at, what is it? Credibly Curious at gmail.com yep, and to uh, write us an email. Yep. Uh, I'm at nj underscore tierney on twitter and your at trashy stats yep. still um follow us um see what we're up to and then you'll probably see whether we're recording or not as well yeah, absolutely <laughs> um see you next time see you next time thank you <laughs>